0: Are you in the cannabis industry looking for like-minded people that can help you grow your cannabis business? Do you want to get into this space but don't know where to start? If you're a cannapreneur or work in the cannabis industry and are looking to 10X your business growth or even get into the cannabis industry, then the Canna Playbook Incubator is for you. The Incubator is a community of like-minded entrepreneurs like yourself that come from all areas in the industry to learn how to tap into the digital space that's available to fuel your brand and sales growth. To name a few things, you get cannabis data, compliant templates, and most importantly of all, a roadmap to help you increase the equity value of your company off the bat. If you're looking to see how you can grow and get the right advice, check us out and book your free strategy call with one of our CANA operational specialists, absolutely free. They will break down what opportunities exist for your brand, your company, and tap into an awesome blueprint that you'll leave with so you can get started in scaling and leaving your competition in the dust. To learn more, check out www.canalplaybook.com forward slash connect or check us out in the links below in the show notes. Let's connect and help you own a piece of the market today. What's going on canna playbook nation hope you're doing amazing today from wherever in the world you are tuning in from as always we're on a mission to bring you stories of entrepreneurs from the very people that power the cannabis industry guys even though cannabis sales are up retailers are still having to drastically change the way they service their customers pickup and delivery and other convenient ways are popping up for the industry and if you have ever been to a dispensary there is a lot of wasted real estate space inside the stores. Today, we're diving into how retailers can actually increase their revenues and get a bridge to really help their consumers have a safe experience, all while making more money for the dispensary. So today, my guest, Victor Orocho, who is solving that very problem with paywana. And this was a super interesting conversation on the solution that are coming up all over in the cannabis industry right now. Many people are thinking about this issue. They're thinking about how to reimagine the retail space and how Paiwana is leading the way, being able to do that with their technology. And I had a super interesting conversation with my man, Victor, and how they're helping cannabis dispensaries all over the United States. So it was definitely an honor to have him on today's episode. So sit back, relax, and let's ease into today's episode. On today's episode of Cannabis Playbook, we are bringing you my good friend from Florida, Victor Orocho. He's a chief revenue officer of Paywana. He's also a serial entrepreneur that has built six other companies and an owner of one of the hottest growing sectors in cannabis, which is self-ordering kiosks, uh, specifically for the cannabis dispensaries and outlets. Victor, how's it going, brother? How you doing today?
1: It's good. This is, you know, trying to stay safe and- doing well. I can't, I can't complain and prayers out for those that have a little bit more a tougher time than, than some others.
0: Awesome, man. It's awesome. So, to so tell us, I mean, to tell us a little bit more about Paywana. What is Paywana?
1: Well, Paywana, our flag, we have a whole software ecosystem, but our flagship is um, self-ordering kiosks. We actually call them smart merchandising ordering kiosks. So, okay. It's uh, similar to, you know, you going to the airport and you click in your your frequent flyer or your credit card and they try to upsell you. It's a kiosk. You go to a gas station. Do you want a a, a drink, a Slurpee? Do you want a car wash? You go to the ATM. So we have this design. It's also in food at McDonald's. We designed our software that runs off a, off a, uh, a smart display, a, a touchscreen display, so customers for dispensaries can order product, be educated, uh, look at upsells, promotions, and it helps from education to speeding up the line, from social distancing. So we're pretty proud of the proprietary software we okay. created, to generate revenue, more revenue, and reduce shrinkage, you know, reduce theft in a dispensary.
0: Got you. Okay. Well, let's unpack that. There's a lot there, you know, you want to definitely give people out there that are listening for the first time. You know, one of the things that we do we, in the marketing world, when we start talking about upsells or anything, it just flies over people's head. And there is so much value there. So, we want to make sure that people catch it. So, tell us kind of from the beginning, why did you guys even think of creating something like this? Like, what was wrong currently with the marijuana, how they collect, you know, payments right now at at dispensaries, at outlets, and where do you see things going and why, why even create this solution? Like, why is this something that people need?
1: You know, we, we didn't create the idea of create, of self-ordering kiosks, but you know, we've, uh, we've seen other companies and we've have technologies on a, on a, totally separate company from ours that has already established a good footprint in the restaurant business where you can go to a restaurant and you can self-order, then you pay at the register and it's already ready, right? So, you know, we've already got a ton of those deployed. Um, Again, that's a uh, separate company from us. So, we realized, you know, why wouldn't that work in the cannabis industry because, you see the lines that are out there, right? Oh, yeah. When it's it's open, there's still lines to some degree. One. Number two, um, uh, cash. It's a 70% cash business,
0: right? (laughs) So,
1: you know, just the regular cash businesses, there's a high level of theft and shrinkage, right? Um, Right. There's a study that said uh, 200, and which blew my mind, $200 billion is stolen by employees a year wow so, at, we're, the, we're, at we're, the actual
0: dispensaries
1: no 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 not dispensaries just in general businesses just in general, general business in
0: general oh okay right? cash businesses cash okay. business
1: not, not dispensaries right dispensaries probably don't even know but just in general right okay. and if you think about it the difficult situation we're in today 200 billion dollars how many jobs would that have created absolutely 100 percent. that's a lot you know so so we saw that that okay, there had to be some type of solution between reducing line, reducing uh, shrinkage, right? Increasing revenue and about a few things we talked about upsells, which you go forward. So we just, we felt this is a great way from, um, you know, knowing some of the technology from the restaurant side to say, let's be focused only on cannabis, which I love because it's it's um, it's a focused player, right? It's a dispensary. Medical or recreational, that's it. A restaurant right. could be from, you know, a deli to everything else in the world.
0: Right. So, you know, in, in other words, it also makes the business model more efficient, you know, because I, I remember going to dispensaries all the time and where, you know, you, you start ordering whatever you want to order. You realize that, oh, you know, I want to take that special deal and then you may not have enough cash and then you got to wait and step out of line and go to the, the ATM. And, and so so this really takes that whole cash element out where people can actually do it on their I saw your website the debit card mastercard amx so how did you get yeah, and those we have vendors? mobile
1: payments also so in other words okay. like a venmo or
0: cash app got you okay you're able to pay
1: without touching
0: it that's amazing so how, how do you get those people to back a payment processing system in, you know kiosk system in a dispensary like a lot of businesses don't want to touch cannabis with a you know a 10 yard stick how are you? Is is it just you see financial payments growing in that direction? There, are, these companies are open to processing these payments, or, or how do you feel um, about that?
1: Well, COVID has has forced dispensary owners to start looking at other avenues to be able to take payment. Right. So you know whether it's it's uh, cashless ATMs or whether it's uh, mobile payments because now there's curbside, now there's delivery, you know, do you really want to um, drive with a bunch of cash? You want to go to the curbside? You know, one client was like, uh, um, you know, I told him now it reduces the cash you have to do by going to curbside to deliver the product. He goes, yeah, but I still got the product. That's not something I can handle. Right. You got to deliver the product. But at least, you know, if someone's going to do something for the product, they're going to do something for product. I can't control that. But I'm pretty sure they're going to want the cash a little bit more than just the product. Right. So 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 that's one. Two, I still want to keep our focus, too, is that the payment processing part is is part of our ecosystem. Right. right, but again, our flagship is the kiosk, and 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 if if you want, I I can go into that when we said upselling and so forth. But I wanted you to ask our questions. But the there are some companies we don't integrate with all payment companies, right? So okay. we have several that we integrate with, some that we don't integrate. We integrate with some POS systems, and in Got POS, um, just for the your audience, uh, some may know uh, POS normally was was a term that was used for payment processing, right? You go, you have a POS, point of sale, you take a credit card, MasterCard, and so forth. In the cannabis industry, POS, same initials and everything is uh, is a pretty much a mandated type of software so you could report to the state. So, gotcha. same initials, two different pieces. So, we're gotcha. integrating with some of the top POS companies. So, that way, it's a seamless integrations for inventory, for promotions, for menus, and so forth.
0: Got gotcha. you. Okay. And then at the end of the day, do you also see when people that use your system, they get an average, their average order value at the dispensary is just much more given, you know, what you were talking about with the upsells and the different things that you can do in the actual software and someone's checking out. So, do you find Our, that the average... Um,
1: the average ticket sell the way we look at it is the average ticket sell right? So, um, if you think about it, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and, and remember, I'm on the East Coast, right? right. So, you're on the West coast where predominantly there's a lot, there's recreational here. We got a ton of medicinal different ball game. Right. Right. And we just talking about sales techniques and so forth. And it took me several minutes for him to understand that the person walking in that gets checked in, they're buying no matter what.
2: <laughs> right. Right. 100%. You ain't selling
1: them anything. <laughs> right. You, you're going to sell them more, but they're going to, they're coming in to buy. There's no, buy. you know, there's, you know, right. there's no, you know, there's no courting. There's no romance. They're buying. Okay. Right. Now, the difference in ticket sales is, is, you know, X amount of, 100 customers. And what is the average that they're buying, which would be your ticket sale? Well, our kiosks, and not just our kiosks, just in general, the data supports it. Kiosks have shown, and in addition to it, uh, cash payments, but kiosks have shown to increase ticket sales by 15 to upwards to 30 percent got you okay now now so we're clear that it is the sales that run through the kiosk right and usually through our kiosk a good 20 percent or more is so you got a dispensary that sells a uh, hundred you know a hundred percent of the revenue 20 percent will come from our kiosk from one kiosk got
0: gotcha. you okay so it's so it getting 100%.
1: popular that makes one hundred percent sense so i mean where
0: you, where are you predominantly installing these kiosks in the country right now are you are you since California is bigger you know and it 's obviously legal here and there 's more recreational and there 's medicinal it, is it easier to get things done here in California or are you still just focused out there in no, on the no. east
1: My, our, our target states are Colorado Oregon, uh, california um, Arizona. Illinois and Michigan, maybe okay. even, And it doesn't mean that we won't do business with someone in those other areas, but um, we try to stay focused um, in the in the areas we feel that we could be the most successful, and in the uh, areas where we're integrated with some of the POS top POS companies, right? Where they're where gotcha. they're. Coming. So gotcha. we're my predominantly is out west.
2: Gotcha, and so, you're so right.
1: how do?
0: You, got you.
1: So, and and it so is when crazy, you by the way. That's, I was literally
0: just about to ask that. So, I mean, so when you approach these businesses and you explain them what you're trying to accomplish here and what you can help them with, I mean, what's, what's the conversation like? I mean, is it speaking like you're speaking alien language and then they finally get it or are they amazed or is it a mix? What do you, what do you find it? I mean, give me some real stories here. We want to hear the real. Like, I mean, I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna, to I'm gonna lay it
1: down. You know, I got yeah, no, lay it uh, down. I didn't come on to be – I came on to be the face of the company, but also to to grow it, and I'm going to tell you like it is. It's not like um, at 55 years old, I there's an experience level that I have no matter what. So whether it's this business or not. Yeah. Um, the, the challenge has been, other than a little bit that's been helping – And it's now starting to help has been, again, COVID. Again, I don't want to – I read something that in crisis, opportunity rises, right? So uh, I'm not trying to downplay, you know, there's still a lot of sad and sorrow and things are still going to get past this. But COVID-19 has, again, forced the owners to start looking at their dispensary businesses um, in a different manner right? Mm. So think about it, okay? Um, If you started a business today, a brick-and-mortar business, which thank God that cannabis has brought back brick-and-mortar. Is that a fair statement? It's a fair statement, yeah.
2: Absolutely. it's
1: not, you're going online, you're going on Amazon, you're doing all of that kind of stuff, right? And so they brought back the brick-and-mortar. The challenge has been is all they did was create, because there was such demand, they created a brick-and-mortar dispensary, and people were coming and they were buying and they were growing. Right. They didn't offer delivery. They didn't even apply for a delivery license. They didn't go through the process of vetting someone who could be a delivery person. They didn't offer curbside. They didn't take cat, not other forms of payment other than cash, right? Um, they weren't necessarily utilizing their POS system that does marketing. So it's almost like and they, collected, uh, and, they, and they collected patient information
0: and emails on pieces of paper. I remember dispensaries all over San Diego. They're
1: more sophisticated now, yeah, but, but the point is they're not so. doing anything with it because it seems like they're making money and right. you know, don't break something that's fixed. Well, statistically any company that's a million to five million uh, in revenue and particularly in your first three, four years, you should be growing 170%, 160%, then 80%, then 70%. So, right. you know, everyone gets excited about, wow, we're growing 30, 40%. Well, they're leaving thousands and thousands, not millions of dollars in this business on the table every day because right. they only had one form of how to provide product and service to a customer. They would walk in check in, walk into the dispensary, buy something and leave. That's it.
2: Yep. Very traditional.
1: Some online, but now everybody rents online. So think about it. Right. No, 100%. I mean- So the difficulty comes in is that they weren't, it just, again, you know, why am I going to look at something if I'm already making money? And our philosophy and with our partners is, you know, and I've been interviewing all types of connoisseurs of cannabis, in any business you should provide all your customers every opportunity to be able to purchase and enjoy your products or services whether that's drive through indoor outdoor pay with cash credit card debit delivery i mean it's not like nobody heard of uber eats and how long have they no. been Right, so right. that's been the difficulty from them getting the message. Once they get that message, they get it right. Yeah. This should be part of their of their repertoire of providing that customer experience.
0: Absolutely. So, and so, now do you, are you finding a lot of these people? Because I heard, because I felt like there there was a challenge in talking to these people as you described. Do you find them calling you back? I mean, since we're in this you know crazy times that we're in, I mean, are they looking for because they don't have any revenue because no one's coming into the dispensary? I imagine, right? So they're
1: crushing it. Revenues
0: are up. Revenues are up. So, but so people are lined up at the door with their
1: masks. They're they're not necessarily lined up. They're just buying bigger quantities, right? Right. So you know, someone who would buy you know an eighth is now buying an ounce. They're buying maximum minimums, right? Right, um, right, right, right. And that's really where it's up. Number one. Number two, um, the problem is, is that they're up in, again, back to my merchandising piece, they're up in one product category as opposed to being um, whether there's no, when COVID changes and I guess there's a new norm, you know, driving profitability through a variety of products.
0: right. So, I mean, are you finding, like, the experience after they install your system, after they install Paywana? How has the the, uh, response been?
1: Well, the response has been uh, fantastic because, you know, not only just because of the the ticket size increase, but just think about it. Our smart ordering kiosk is programmable by the team that is running that particular dispensary, whether it's one location or multiple locations. And you know, there are different clientels in different, in different locations. Gotcha. They're able to promote AB test on a kiosk that is working every hour that your dispensary is open. That is generating 20% of your sales. You're not retraining. They're not calling out sick. They don't talk back and you're able to train it, train the kiosk by, you know, programming. We, we train it, we train the clients and give them access to the backend admin to be the perfect salesperson you would want, meaning upselling, cross-selling, um, providing promotions of the day sales yeah. of the day. Now we're not trying to get rid of bud tenders. In fact, it's the opposite. We're trying to free up bud tenders to help the people that want more questions. Yeah. hundred you know, percent. I mean, 60% like, of the country already smoked. Why do you got to educate me?
0: Yeah, exactly. No, hundred percent. I mean, when you're coming to a dispensary, you already know, generally what's going on you know what you want you just have some other questions or what the best deal of the day is or whatever but if you want to get deeper with the bud tender their time is just spending a lot of the things that your your system does i can totally see that freeing up a whole chunk of time
1: for sure not only that they're you know they're all professing this uh i want that personal experience with the customer well the average turnover is four months so how much personal experience are you giving me if every Three right. times a year, I'm meeting a different person, so right. that's kind of I, I don't understand that logic. Um, but 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 the other piece, it, it gives people who need more questions, it gives them the questions. People, um, uh, I don't know. I, I'm assuming that you you um, you're familiar with cannabis that fair?
0: Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent.
1: Great. So there are going to be times, depending on your situation, whether you want to just go in and come out. There's times you want to go in and find out what the sales are. There's going to be times you're going to want to test other people. Honestly, yeah. there's a lot of times that I want to know what
0: the story behind the brand is. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. Because there's so many, because think of it from the brand's perspective, right? Like they've worked so hard to put this brand on the shelf and the only time that they get with the consumer is if you know they're, the the consumer keeps asking questions and they bring out a couple of options, but you know normally the bud tender never tells like any kind of information or additional like you know special like for example cookies. You've heard of cookies, I imagine, right? Burner burn, burn baby, burner, right? So so. Kwame introduced me to them, and shout you know, out the burner.
1: I got, I got bought his album, so hope he's
0: yeah, listening. He, yeah, man, he his music is dope. I gotta say that, man. I, I listen, listen to his. Album. He puts a lot 100%. of songs on an album. I'm sorry. Okay. Yep, but yeah, but you know, but just speaking of his brand for a second, he did. He, he's all about the branding, and he does that because now people start asking questions about it. They come literally to you know, I I literally go to menus. Looking for those items, right? Because I understand there's consistency, there's quality, the story, the branding attracts me. So, what if all of the products at a dispensary was? They, I mean, I'm sure they're all branded, but if they, if, but if the brand, meaning the dispensary, told their bud tender to spend more time in explaining the brand to the clients versus all the other bullshit that they talk about, you well, well, what I'm I love,
1: no. but, but humor me, okay? I love. Right. It. That's a great point and that's a and i and i can they can charge for that time they they could how many brands are in burner in the cookies Probably 50 okay so do you really gonna spend time with a bud tender is gonna go over 50 brands with you not
0: over i'm not talking about 50 different brands i'm talking about go over go over go over something like if they want to express like let's just say you go to a you go to a store right like you go to uh, Trader Joe's or something, right? They always got you some free food, right? So if they want to, if you want to push that special, uh, you know, granola bar, that granola company is paying Trader Joe's to push that bar. None of that is happening, actually. Like an experience at a dispensary That's is true. not happening. But so there the could be more of that.
1: Employees are Trader Joe's. How many of them do you really think do a good job of pushing that additional product? Oh, like maybe one percent. Okay, the greatest yeah. upsellers are the McDonald's of the world and they're run wow. by young kids and more older people. Okay. So now I want to bring you back. This is awesome. Great point. Imagine those 50 brands in a 32 inch digital display broken down by broken down by categories, phenomenal pictures with descriptions, promotions everything and anything you want without having someone talking your ear off or or you know not giving you the time to look look for what you want you know again my background is sales if you know as a bud tender hey you come in i go how you doing i'm your bud tender for today are you familiar with the store Are you know what you want okay great before you go if you want i want to let you know about the specials our promotions our sales But if you want me to let you go here, we also have a kiosk and you can go from there. Oh, you need some more help? Okay, what kind of questions you have? What brands, what kind of mood do you want? Right? Right, right. So so my point being is is that it's like Cheesecake Factory, and I don't have anything against Cheesecake Factory because I love their sliders. But that's all I order. Why? Right. Their menu's too big. Right. Okay? When you consolidate that 100 or 200 brands in a, 32 inch or 22 inch kiosk and you're clicking and it's moving very quickly you can't tell me that you're not going to order more you're not gonna you're gonna feel comfortable how about people that don't want they, they don't want people knowing how much they're buying or what they're buying they just want to order, right. pick it up and leave and let's say you wanna know the specials of the day, but let's say you're coming home from work and you're doing all your podcasts, you're tired and you just wanna pick something up, you wanna oh, walk in Oh
0: no, 100%. And- 100%. So, so then let me ask, but so my point was, I agree with you and that should all be on that digital screen, 110%, I'm, I'm there with you on that. Well, I guess what I'm asking is where do you see that human capital being deployed in the dispensary if a kiosk, let's just say down down the line, you got pay kiosk all over, right? If you have beautiful. a dispensary, you're going to be interacting with that. That's where the brand interaction happens, a video, whatever they want to put there, content. But what's happening inside the building? Is it, is it a coffee shop now all of a sudden? Or like what, what's going on inside? What, what oh, can they do? Where, where is that going to go?
1: Yeah. Beautiful question. So, you know, a lot of dispensaries, um, at least the ones that I've seen, I can't say a lot, but of, of, of the, you know, several you know, maybe a few hundred that I've seen out of thousands, okay. you know, they're not the greatest looking from the outside. No. Okay. And yeah. usually it's because of location and zoning and so forth. Right. Um, being away from schools. But when you walk inside, ooh, they're beautiful, beautiful. Right. Okay. So one of the keys metrics of business, besides profit per employee, you know, gross margin, there's a lot of uh, KPIs, right? But the one thing that I see is being missed in dispensaries is your revenue per square foot.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so um, you're in San Diego, so I'm assuming you've gone to several dispensaries. Let's use cookies. Love yeah. for him to be a client of mine. When you walk in, how big is their waiting room? i actually never been to a cookies facility. I've I've been been to to MedMen. You don't have to name them. You walk into a dispensary. How many people could fit in the waiting room? To be honest with you, maybe 20. Okay, beautiful. As those 20 people are sitting there, is there any revenue being generated? No. Okay. Having a kiosk in the waiting room generates revenue. Right. They still got to go because everyone, my understanding, it depends on states, but I'm pretty clear this is across state. Anyone who's inside a dispensary has to qualify for being checked in, whether it's medicinal or recreational.
0: 100%, yes.
1: Great. So, if that's true, as those 20 people are waiting for the bud tender, because there's a ratio between bud tender and customer, they can now look at products they can decide if they want to order, pick it up, and still go and talk to a bartender, right? right? The, 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 it, it speeds up the people. Think about a restaurant, right? A restaurant, you could have, you want a great chef, great food, and great service. Is that yeah. fair? 100%. I
0: agree with that. But
1: their revenue is based on turning tables over. Yep. So revenue and dispensaries about taking care of a customer, making them happy, giving them great products, but doing it to as many people as possible. Right. So what I found that I didn't realize, and then when I found out you got to be checked in in the waiting room, is that's almost the ideal. It should also be inside, but the ideal time is inside the waiting area. Right. Let's say out of those 10 people, two people order. Do you agree that's two orders that you wouldn't have gotten? Do you agree right, there are 20 people that come in, sometimes there's three people, but only one person's buying, but they all want to walk into the dispensary to check it out.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of time wasted there. And I think revenue per square foot, it's a new metric that only they can think about now with a system like that, right? They can't think about that prior because prior they had one section of the dispensary, where the sale is going to happen and they have a waiting line inside. Once you get inside, there's a waiting line and outside there's a waiting line. There's two waiting lines
1: normally. Right. That's when it's really, really bad, but I'm trying to keep it. When it's bad, see, wait a second. I have technology that I can give you a Samsung pad. You could order yeah. from the pad. We call it line busters. So while the people are outside, we can help them order. Mm. So like you said, like you want to know promotions and so forth and you're waiting. Let's say you're there, me and you go in, I'm not buying, you're buying, I go, I'm gonna I'm curious. Now I'm looking at this this you know touchscreen kiosk, the likelihood is I'm gonna end up buying something. Right, right. Right? And then you have a line buster that goes outside and you're able to rotate. The one thing with social distancing, if it's okay that I tell you what we what our system's able to do. Um, whether you could be in a waiting room now, because I don't think they allow 20 people in a waiting room, but our system, when you order, and you can pay directly from our system, or you have to pay, and it gives you a receipt and a token, you have to show your ID, but what happens is, let's say whether you pay or you don't, when you're finished ordering, you put in your name and your phone number, let's say you walk out to your car, when they finish ordering it, our system texts you that your order is ready, they can either bring it out or you could come in and pick it up.
0: Mm. I mean, that's, that's the future, man, right? Especially with what's going on right now. And this is not going to probably go away for a while. I mean, this is going to be the future. I mean, this is, this is what it is right now with this industry. So do you, do you find um, just a lot of people changing over to your kiosks? Is, is this difficult to get that conversation even started or, more people are attracted to it. I mean, business is probably, I imagine, booming for you at paywana right now.
1: Um, we're doing well. Um, I, uh, I'm not going to say we're booming only because it's like one of those, a product you got to educate and only the front runners, the early adopters are going to get it.
2: Right. right.
1: And I'm not, uh, as a chief revenue officer, I'm not looking – uh, eventually I love to have a kiosk in every dispensary, but right now I don't. I okay, want well, a real player that gets it, that understands how to merchandise. Think about it. You'll have a junior bud tender for less than $5 an hour programmed to the way you want. I'm looking for those types of dispensaries that want to grow, that understand, and I can give the little guy and the big guy. Right now they're at the same starting ground, right? right. So I we want to have – traction but but give those dispensaries time to jump ahead of their competitors because like i told you i went to like me you know maybe 30 to over 100 dispensaries and other than the display right and they were all nice there there was no differentiation
0: right right well i mean for the listeners out there that are listening right now i mean i asked this question to help you this sounds like a great solution. It sounds like something that a lot of dispensaries, if are going to start to think about, it, they're going to need. How, what is the hurdle? For, because, this, I mean, this is a great solution, but what is the hurdle to scale this out right now for you that you see right now? I mean, is there a hurdle? Ten minutes. What,
1: the only thing is yeah. ten minutes with the person that can understand that. Ten, minutes. That's ten it. minutes. Ten minutes. Ten okay. minutes, I guarantee you. It's either yes or no, we're going. But so okay. we're clear, I'm coming. Okay. I'm coming out west. We're coming out. To, I'm coming. So it's just a matter whether you're going to be our client or you're competing against our client who's right. got someone who's generating 20, 20% or more revenue. <laughs> and I was going to ask you is there any competition
0: for you right now are you only well, my guys out there?
1: I haven't found them but but I've talked to people there's kiosks there's this and that the difference with ours is besides our te- first of all our software is, is second to none but also our, t- our kiosks are designed um, very sleek you know so there you could put it on the wall it's a standing kiosk it's a countertop mm. a lot of the other kiosks are like these big bulky ATM machines right right so we're very spate, remember? Revenue per square,
0: square, square foot, foot yeah.
1: Right? Yep. So we take up the least amount of square feet, but drive the most amount of revenue. So the that. issue is really the messaging of getting out there and think about what, let's forget about the kiosk. Think about what I just started with when I asked you. Who would in my right mind would think that you're starting a business in 2020, right? And you don't have all the, things that other brick and mortars like McDonald's have curbside right. pickup delivery, but well, more importantly, <laughs> in the ca- methods. It,
0: more importantly, Victor in the cannabis niche, you're going to have to track everything, right? That is, if you want to play the game. You need to play the game the right way. You know, otherwise someone's going to come knocking on your door. Right. And so I think in a, in a, in a, in a world where if you want this industry, to be, you know, what people imagine it to be national, you know, 100% legalized, you're going to need more tracking systems because that $200 billion number, I don't know what percentage of that is is associated with the marijuana industry, but I imagine- that,
1: That's there's, probably there's, not there's even, a,
0: there's a number. let show you no, know,
1: that's probably not even in there.
0: In there probably, right? Yeah. So, so, so that's the thing, right? So a lot of these business owners are probably- Automatically losing money by deciding not to take a secure option, whatever that but may what be. What about theft?
1: What about robbery? There's every right. day.
0: Right, right, right. And every that's money lost, lost on the table. That's not money left. Forget on the about table. employee theft.
1: What about security? Right. Yeah. You understand? So, so really, it's, it's got to come down to, and I think some of the challenges have been, like I told you, they were making money. Why break something? Why, why fix something that's not broken? Except for you know. You know, owning a dispensary quite a bit. You need some money, and yeah. you know, like I said, I'm. We're very particular who we want to do business with because we want to do business with with the the uh, clients, the companies that understand that efficiency and in in technology to help sell. Remember, this right. is a like selling mechanism. Right. So think about you told me one percent. Let's say ten percent of those people at Trader Joe's. You know, I'm not picking on Trader Joe's, but any business, ten percent right. of them are following your your standard operating procedures of offering, um, you know, two or three products all the time. Right. Right. Our kiosk does it a hundred percent of the time. Right. Right. Think about impulse buying. It used to drive me nuts when my kids were younger. I go to uh, Dick's Sporting Goods, and we're giving mentions to everybody. And you go online, you buy stuff, and where's the candy? No, there's none. No, the candy's on the bottom. It's right. It's it's
0: it's kids view. <laughs> oh. Good. That's the, meaning like when you go to the actual shop. When you go to
1: the register, and I got oh, okay. already spent oh, the candy, the candy, Under Armour, yeah, all that right other there. kind of crap from Sports Authority, yeah, 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 sneakers. Right there, right there. And my right there. son is tall, so I started paying for adult shoes since he was young. And then you go online, and there's nothing but in his eyesight is candy, right. candy, 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 candy.
0: Right, candy. right, right, hundred percent, right, man. There's That's the what's called impulse Right, it is it is it is
1: and that's and and statistically the longer you're at a kiosk and would you agree we buy with our eyes let's say you're going into a place and you go a nice image of an edible would you not like "Mm, let me look a little bit more about that Reese's Pieces
0: yeah no absolutely absolutely now let me ask ask for all of the people out there that are listening that are thinking they like they I want to contact Victor I need my 10 minutes with Victor but what is the average amount of time it takes for someone to implement this solution in their cannabis? Venture? Is it like an overnight thing? Is it a week? What what typically can they expect if they want to do this? Uh,
1: you're saying from time of, of, of agreeing to move forward?
0: Right? Absolutely. Time yes. time, um, yep. They
1: pay and go yep. uh, anywhere from two to four weeks, depending on the biggest delay is the client. Right. Right, because I need, you know, do you know, depends if we're integrated, do we, we need their pictures, the descriptors? We need to make sure the, the better that they put information in their POS system speeds up our process. So Got our you, process okay. will move fast, but when you're relying on the client, that sometimes is where the delay is. So when I say two to four weeks out the door, get you going. And I, I personally think that even brands should start thinking about it because we put magnetic. Um, what we call magnetic wraps on them and they can just take them off and put something for 420, take it off for the holidays. Wow, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's a pure, so let's get into the merchandising part of it. Think about it. You're able to promote what you want. When you go to check out, it offers another upsell, right? right. It offers a cross sell. Let's say you go to buy, um, it has bulk sell. I go to buy an eighth. Okay, great. But if you buy a quarter ounce, you're going to save this amount.
0: Okay, okay. I
1: like Does that. that. Sense? that makes when you sense. check out, it goes, oh, would you like a pre-roll? There's accessories. There's apparel. You could put two-minute videos on there. We're That's, coming I mean, down I, with face that, recognition. That's speaking,
0: that speaking our language in the advertising world. I mean, the whole concept is attention. So once you've gotten their attention on the screen – you want to do as much as you can within whatever time you do have. Right. And so when it comes to advertising, we're always making 30 second videos, 45 second videos. So we've become, you know, we're in a world where we got to have our message short, sweet, but catch that attention within that one minute to 45 second timeframe, which it seems like if one was to create, you know, a ad unit in this screen that we're talking about, that is revenue generation that you can charge that brand to pop their ad there. So so many different ways, man. You're, you you're, are you're on the money. Yeah, yeah that's, that's I'm my point. It. Not only
1: should they invest in our kiosk, they should utilize our kiosk to be able to, to not only drive revenue through product, but right. drive revenue for their vendors to promote their products via right. the kiosk. It's like so a multi-stream a, revenue a unit. I wish I had a thousand of you out there. You get it. So you, you're, uh, you're a forward thinker. You're uh, an advertiser. You, 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 you understand it. And now, look, I'm not replacing everybody. We usually do twenty percent of the sales. I'm not telling you to get rid of people or do anything. I'm just saying to you that this should be part of your repertoire. But, but let's be real though.
0: I mean, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of these dispensaries have way too many bud tenders, right? Working for them. So, so tell me what you would say. And, you know, you can be funny, you can be real, however you want to be. But what would – the right now, the bud tender that's listening to this call right now, that's like, God damn, you know, like I'm, I may lose my job if this guy installs his kiosk in my store because this guy is talking about generating revenue per square foot. Like the whole building is going to be revenue generated. And what, what is my job? What's their awesome.
1: job? Great job. What's
0: okay, job?
1: you know, I'm an athlete, so it's super simple. And I'm always going to be real, but I'll also have fun. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, but I'm going to be real. When you're a performer, there's no reason to be scared. Right. Period. That's it, right? So if you're not doing your job, and remember, this is only 20% of the store's sales. In fact, you know, let's say they don't purchase it from, they don't, pay it they just order it it gets printed out in the back just like in a restaurant and deli so the butt tender knows what this person's ordering right and when right. the person now comes inside the dispensary they can start talking with the customer asking them so they already know what this customer is wanting prior to them even meeting with them right so the you know but tenders, and I love that they call them but tenders. And I, I, think some areas they got to get certificates. But be a great but tender.
2: Yep.
1: Right. If you're a great but tender, I don't care what dates. nobody can take in my place.
0: Yep. So basically, stay on your A game. Don't worry. Educate yourself about brands. Be more helpful. Be more considerate. You're not going to lose. That's your in job. any business. Yeah. Would you
1: agree? That's it. I agree, sports, man. Sports. That's in any business, but but there will be. Unfortunately, I hate. You know, I'm one of those guys that I, you know, being real, I don't like uh, deploying technology to reduce staff. But I'm also an entrepreneur that says I want to keep my talent,
2: right? right. And I right. want the
1: players. I want the best. I mean, this is perfect timing. I don't know if you watched The Last Dance with Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. 100%, I do watch that. Okay. That's so amazing. I wish I could do some of that stuff on the business world. You can't.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right? So, yeah. at the
1: end of the day, you want the players. You want to be the best dispensary. You want to grow by size. You want to maximize. They spend, they do everything they possibly can to get as many people inside their dispensary. Would you agree with that?
0: No, yeah, 100%, I agree with that.
1: So, why wouldn't you maximize that client?
0: right so so to all the dispensary owners or the business owners out there unlock revenue right there's so much revenue that you are not unlocking make it a goal for the next two to three years to unlock as many revenue streams because this world is going to change And five years from now even in two years from now it's like multiple years in other industries that's happening right now right so don't get left out that is the green rush is to become more efficient uh and to really just understand this uh this space now with that said, now I, I love the I love the business of so people want to check it out. We'll obviously have all the links in the description of the keynote, so you guys will be able to check it out. We'll obviously may have a link to how people can get in touch with you, Victor. Um, but let me ask you a more important question: What's your driver in doing all this? This is amazing stuff that you're talking about. But why the cannabis industry? What drives you other than I mean, me what, personally? Yeah, you personally.
1: Ha. Okay. Woo. All right. One. Um, it's not in any particular order because, I, I, you know, I'm not, that's a great question. I'm not going to go and think about the order, right? But right. one, um, the cannabis industry I wanted to get into because uh, one, I, I knew the size it's going to be. I knew that it's billions of dollars that's predictable. It's not like when the internet and, and technology started, there was a lot of, you know, dot commerce that failed, a lot of dot commerce that succeeded. They weren't sure who's being valued, who wasn't going to be valued. There was companies that got bought that made zero profit, which a buddy of mine calls infinite return. In cannabis, there's zero confusion that it's going to be in the billions. Right, right. There's none. You know that's happening. Because in California alone, it has a ton of dispensaries. 60% of the market is still illicit. We're waiting for the head chief to sign the, you know, the bill. Everybody's I'm just saying to think about chief. it. 60% still illicit and you guys got like 800 dispensaries. Yeah. 100%. So that one is that, that market. I wanted to, to, I've been in insurance, normal, uh, you know, the, the, the built companies and standard uh, uh, businesses. But one was that this was no confusion to grow. The second was, unfortunately i've been around uh family members friends and so forth that that you know alcohol has been a problem right I mean, alcohol today besides uh, cannabis sales alcohol sales are through the roof right, right. people yeah. alcohol is one of liquor's liquor is one of the best right when people celebrate they drink when they're depressed they drink right i just think that it's a You know, the stigmatism on it is is difficult. And two, you know, statistically, there's less domestic violence. You know, people aren't looking out to go fighting. So the other thing is really to start educating a lot more of the country or the world on, you know, You know, alcohol is is a tough drug, man.
2: Yeah. And I've
1: seen it live. It's not like I haven't experienced and I haven't seen it from personal family to friends and just a a magnitude of things. And if no one's never OD'd on cannabis. Right. say that, but alcohol poisoning. You know, uh, car crashes. Most people don't want to go out. They want to order in. So, you know, there's a magnitude. So my thing was one is really trying to you know, um, one, the size of the business and two, to really uh, take away the stigmatism of cannabis. And then also, you know, being a person of color, um, you know, uh, there wasn't really good, I guess, I don't know what to call it, balance in, you know, cannabis over the hundred of years. Right. So I think that, um, you know, it's time from there to recognize all the good that it has right there's there's even more that we don't know about
0: there is man i mean we have this whole huge system in our body called the endocannabinoid system and most people don't even know they have it you know and most people think that they need to take pharmaceutical drugs because the central nervous system works with that but what about the endocannabinoid system you know and when you start to dive deeper into that like we always do a lot of the things that we talk about in our marketing for a lot of the brands we work with, you know, we always try to educate the consumer and the cannabinoid system being one of them. Most people, it's like a new thing, but it, it regulates a lot of the issues, especially I want to talk about to the people out there stressed out during this time, you know, that, that we're all in our house or we're all in wherever we're at, you know, the CBD or THC, either one, however it works with your system, a lot of us are malnourished. Our, and the cannabinoid system hasn't even done anything for us yet. And we're all stressed out. And, yeah, people do turn to alcohol. You're right. But that's because that's all they know to turn to. And it's, it's available started. everywhere. Everywhere. Right. Everywhere. Oh, so, there's happy yeah. hour. Come on
1: down. Yeah.
0: It, it is. It is. It is. And I, and I, Drink I hope, all you want.
1: I hope one day. By the way, one thing cool. I wanted to tell you about the, the cannabinoids yeah right oh. is, is is equivalent to to men i can only speak for you as being a man it's equivalent to men's testosterone levels the older we get the more right. diminished our testosterone well the older we get the diminished our cannabinoids are
0: that's right 100 percent. that's very, you know, and, that's the very agree with,
1: and, and then the other thing is that cbd affects the 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 issue it goes directly to the the, the challenge to the part that is having a problem compared to pharmaceuticals um, that uh, fix one problem and affect another. Right. I went right. to effect. the person the other day of, a, of a, a pharmaceutical to take this and get off of opioids. Okay, thank you. And then here's the – you can cause death. You can – all the ratios. Yeah, your, your ass might
0: bleed. Your, your, this might go wrong. Your exactly. might play why would I ever take this, you know, but no, hundred, I mean, and it's funny that you say that. Um, I, I think we share somewhat very, similar. everybody here, you know, we share a very similar passion that the medicine needs to be delivered and that's the job of anyone that's in this industry, right? At the end of the day, you can get marketing, payment systems, all this stuff. But at the end of the day, this is not a hard thing to sell. This is about medicine and this is about understanding your health and getting in touch with a part of your body that most people haven't even activated. And I think that's really the 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 job here is the more professional we approach this world with these type of solutions, the better we can service people and maybe even one day make this national, which is going to happen, right? Especially after this situation through through COVID, we need state revenues like we didn't need it like it never that you know what I mean like we need it right now. And this is definitely one of the businesses that can generate a significant amount of state revenue um, in, in this kind of a time, you know, for rebuilding our country. And not only within in, in the hemp and CBD situation with, I mean, with THC and CBD, but also hemp, though, right, with the paper and all the other byproducts that that produces. So, I mean, this industry is just amazing. It's just, you know, to unlock that revenue. It goes back to the billions, moment. right? I was only talking yeah. about
1: cannabis. I right. think CBD and hemp is going to be bigger
0: hundred percent. It will be. I think we're you know, and, so I
1: mean, uh, you know it's just really educating. You know, people have a stigmatism on, on whatever it is, but let me tell you something. Being an entrepreneur, being at my age, I've met some of the smartest people in the world that, that uh, smoke cannabis. I spent, I met some of the smartest people in the world that only drink. I spent met some of the smartest people in the world that didn't do anything common. Common denominators. They were smartest people. I can tell you the same thing with the dumbest people. Right. <laughs> so, the so, dumb, right. smart. The other stuff right. has nothing to do with it. Lazy I or agree. not lazy.
0: Don't confuse it. it. Right. Right. And one hundred percent. Now, with that said, so you know, <laughs> in this industry is such that there are a lot of those variant people in there what is one big thing that you've seen by dealing with companies in this space right now? Like, give me, like, you know, we've had over 400 calls with people out there So I can tell you what we've seen out of all the businesses. Well, what's one commonality? It could be good. It could be bad, but what's one thing that you have noticed dealing with this industry? And, you know, where do you see that, that thing? Is that, is something that's a good thing, a bad thing? Is it improving? Where do where do you want to see that thing go? You, I'll go back to
1: what I said earlier, they're not working on their business, right? That's because you, you have, there's, there's two types of vertical markets. And then there's, I guess, independent. So some of those, I don't know, but there's one vertical market where you're the grower and you have to create your own dispensary and build it all yourself. Right. Then there's a vertical market that you can grow it. Um, and you can sell it, open your own dispensary, but you could sell it to a dispensary who could buy from other cultivators. And then right. you have, you know, I think it's probably Menard, but you have a few that can just open a dispensary and sell for multiple products.
0: Gotcha. Okay. okay.
1: So if you see statistically the cultivation side of the house, having a challenge from a financial standpoint, but I also think that they're spending so much time because it's difficult, whether uh, technology or the money or whatever it takes, right? But you have a dispensary that can drive revenue
2: for you, yeah.
1: maximizing on it, right? So the, the, the common thing is that they're not working on the business inside the dispensary right? It's just like they're making money, you know, unless it's owner operated. But once you get to multiple locations, it's almost like, hey, we're making money. We're doing well. Everybody's patting themselves on the back. Well, you know, you're no different than the rest of them. You know, when, when the industry's growing by 60, 70 percent, it's not just because of your one dispensary. So, so what, what I'm hearing is the one
0: thing that you're seeing is a lack of business education,
1: a lack of like focus
0: on their business business, right. Understanding what to focus on even and how to unlock efficiencies,
1: that. automations, you know, uh, uh, profit margins. I mean, I, okay. If I, let me just put it in one piece, retail is detail. They need to really embrace or have someone help them as it relates to merchandising their dispensary. That mm-hmm. means changing up displays every couple weeks having different buying experiences right Right. don't stay the same learn think about all the other big name companies outside of cannabis you know the window the mannequins they change it they change it all the time you walk into a mall it's shifted over right that's the part that the merchandising side of the house and dispensaries and look i'm telling you this and i'm sharing with your listeners the kiosk is just a small part of that. We can just help you with that. I'm, I want to help them globally, right? And then do you find it's not just for me? It's like, hey, I want you to succeed. I want you to be great,
0: right? No, I agree. And, and, and speaking of globally, do you find your solution expanding globally? as Paywana looking into global markets uh, <laughs> as things get? You know, I mean, is that? I'm, I'm guessing you are. You know,
1: well, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, well, then I want to dominate my backyard, right? Okay. Um, because you know, one, the 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 more um, legalized it gets, it benefits our country. Um, sure. But then I want to be able to bring it, you know, globally. Yeah. But one thing about some of the, you know, outside the United States, some of them are more advanced in these areas. Yeah. Some of the like other countries, they a lot tons of kiosks, maybe not cannabis specific, but you know. Think about it. It's a lot of cash recyclers. Like we're coming out, you know, some of our technology, we're coming out with a cash recycler. You can pay with cash and it gives you exact change. So the, the bud tender doesn't even have to touch the cash. We're coming out with facial recognition, hand gestures. (laughs) We're, We're a software company that's bringing it forward.
0: Got you. So one question I'm having, and I'm sure my listeners are probably thinking about it too this all sounds amazing. Where can I go experience this right now? If I wanted to, I know you're not in every single state, but you know, in the, and I'm in San Diego. So can I experience this in San Diego or Cal, you know, somewhere in Southern California right now? And to the listeners, is there like a list out there and we'll put the link up if there is or, or whatever, but is there a way that they can go experience your solution? See how that works.
1: Um, we normally don't provide that just for, um, you know how clients get they want to have their secret sauce without it yeah 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 yeah. okay i want to share that that with you you know i'm not trying to be evasive or so forth um i guess the best way is one you know go look at uh subscribe to pay one on youtube or facebook channel and you'll see it live uh give me 10 minutes we'll set up a demo you'll see it um and then if someone really wants to see a client, then I, you know, I have to call the client and ask permission and so forth. But, you know, everybody wants their little secret sauce. And without authorization from my client, it's a little bit difficult. Especially, remember, my my MO is trying to give you the the, the six months ahead of the game. You yeah. know, it's, like, uh, it's like the story of the bear. The bear is chasing you. It's going to grab you. It's going to get you. It's going to eat you. Yeah. You just got to run faster than your competitor.
0: Right. No, a hundred percent, man. A lot of people are just, you know, they're not, they're not running. They're definitely not running out there. They're
1: well, they are running, but they're equals. It's just, he's going to pick his choice. Who's going to eat.
0: But no, but like you said, I mean, they're, they're equals, but they're all walking because they get enough revenue from what they're doing. So they don't yeah. see problems. when you right now, with a lot of businesses like restaurants, they see a problem because orders have gone down. travel, sees a problem because travel has gone down the marijuana industry has seen an increase again no problem has arisen you know for most of these people they're just still selling more than they did before so the money is coming in so they don't see other potential areas as we've been talking about so awesome
1: RTS are scalable too yeah think about it you know if you if you have multiple locations you can program it for that specific clientele in that location, you can de- uh, you can test different promotions and different items. Our our system is smart enough to, if you select medical or recreational, it'll it'll display the menu based on your selection. So you'll have a medical menu and a recreational menu. Right. Right. So um, again, the, I'd like to see them. I like to see the dispensary owners and some of the cultivating owners, cultivating owners, um, just look at the efficiencies. You, you were able to bring back brick and mortar. You're able to supply marketing companies, construction. You know, take and, advantage and I, of it, grow because I, eventually it's going to be the norm.
0: Would you agree? I agree, man. And 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 my, my my one question that I have left that is really more of a marketing question for people like us. Can your system export the data? So let's just say if you're collecting emails and stuff, export it into wherever I would like to export it into and start marketing in my email marketing or things of that sort. Can businesses start to do- Yes, you're
1: able that. to export it yourself from as a CSV, right? CSV
0: file, okay.
1: A CSV file, one, and two, um, we're integrated with a lot of the point of sale companies and- okay pretty much they're capturing all the data. So the second something you put something in there, it's going to their data. And that's Absolutely. really, because remember, we're going to give you 20% of what's being sold through the kiosk. The POS is giving you 100%. Right. right? And ours right. Inter- integrates with it. And, you know, depending, we're not integrated with every POS company, but right, we're integrated right. with several, some of the top companies. And so your data is out of there. You can grab it out of there, but at the same time, you can also grab it out at kiosk. And at the same time, we give you data on how much has sold from the kiosk
0: gotcha okay
1: so which that's ticket. what you right. should
0: promote you understand no i mean these are all important i ask that because you know one of our philosophies is when people come to you know this is a marketing philosophy if you have an online store whenever somebody comes to a page or abandons it or does anything with your website you're going to get an email of some kind if you're really truly doing email marketing the right way so the same way, if we can export this data and get into someone's inbox right away, even before they leave the store, or get a text message before they leave the store, that's powerful, you know, because that's something where now you're taking a retail location, which most of these retail locations have never done any kind of marketing. They're able to tap right into that situation immediately. Well, that's so a great idea because we
1: we, could, we text them now when their order's fulfilled. I'm sure our development company, that's excellent idea. Figures you're an advertising company, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We probably could implement something to say, as soon as they put their number, not as your order play, but now you got a discount for 10% when you come back. Right, you know, right. Share, share do that now. I'm just saying to you, my point being yeah. is talking with smart people like yourself, yeah. it's yeah. a great, I mean, you know, that's exactly. why you do I mean, You could, advertising.
0: You could, you could even send a tech message and say, hey, share this deal with your friends. Now, boom. You're leaving the store, sharing the deal. The guy's coming in. You're just constant sharing referral codes. and stuff. You know what I mean? So, this is, but this, you can only do guys out there that are listening with data. If you don't have any data, you have no way to collect any of these endpoints. None of this magic is going to obviously happen for your dispensary. So, and the um, valuation you know,
1: so of your company is also predicated on data.
0: 100%. 110%. I mean, we're all about that. We, we talk to our clients all the time, letting them know where they're, leakages in their business because that's a valuation leakage right so if you don't have this in place or don't have that you're obviously not taking all the money off the table that you could if you were going to sell your company or 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 flip it of of any kind right so
1: that's what makes your company so valuable because you understand different segments of it right you're understanding the data from a kiosk you're understanding the data from a pos but then you know what to do with it and that's why you know companies need more companies like yourself because you know i'm supplying the data you know and you know i'm a professional sales i teach it i'm not a marketer right right right. but you know guys like you know your company can take that and and take it to the next level so right return on investment on our kiosks is over 300 to a thousand percent if they work with you guys combining with what we're doing uh, sky's the limit
0: it's the last dance then
1: (laughs) Win by any means necessary. Yeah, yeah I just telling, I was telling dispensaries, I love you. I love to talk to you, but I'm coming. Pay yep. Paywana's coming. Yep. Listen, guys, we're going west, young man.
0: Yep, Paywana, Victor, I, we we want you to come, and I really do appreciate uh, you really dropping a lot of gems and letting us know about Paywana, and really letting us know what you you know how this is going to affect and actually improve so many businesses out there, and for those of the people that are small mom and pop shops you can use it and be on the same level as the big guys, guys. I mean, this is something that you got to look into. So we'll obviously have all of the notes on the, the notes section here of the podcast, look at the, the details. And again, Victor, if anybody wants to find your website, just, you know, for
1: one time, let them know how to find you. If anybody wants to reach out to you. Um, right, you so have, key areas I would go to is paywana.com, P-A-Y-W-A-N-A.com and then paywana underscore usa for facebook and instagram and then just search paywana and please subscribe to our youtube channel because you know i'm either talking on podcasts or we're giving demos on social distancing i'm also writing a lot of blogs on our podcast to help on merchandising some of it has zero to do with my kiosk it has to do on how to drive revenue
0: well Listen, man, it's been a pleasure and we'll definitely bring Victor back on, check back with you, maybe in the second half well, of the I'd year. I'd like Stephanie. to make an
1: offer since you guys are so nice to yeah. the company. You know, Go ahead. You're gonna you know, you're gonna put whatever you're gonna figure out how to do it. You're the marketer. Yeah, yeah. Right? We'll figure all the stuff out. Okay, so um, I'm offering a hundred percent guarantee, sixty day guarantee that if you're not happy, Woo. take our kiosk back guys. only for your listeners within 60 days of your release of the podcast Um, and you'll tell them how to do it and so forth. Yeah. And I don't do that for anybody.
0: Man. I appreciate that. Victor, dude, guys, listen, if this, if you're listening to this and you've heard of Paywana, if you've never heard of them, this is going to be an offer of your lifetime. You got to get involved. You know, if you're thinking about it, just a 10 minute phone call, whether you want to get involved or not, which I imagine Victor, your sales experience, they will definitely understand how to get involved and why they need to. Uh, so I'm fairly confident. But at the end of the day, guys, give this a consideration for those of you out there that have retail businesses. You know, we want to do everything that we could do here at Canada Playbook to bring you these stories. And Victor, thank you so much, man, for spending time with us today and uh, letting us know a little bit more about you and Paywana, man. Appreciate it.
1: appreciate it. it. And, uh, you know, stay safe. And I, I wish you guys great success. And uh, just based on our conversation, I think you guys know what you're doing to help these companies grow and they, and they need it there. Don't take advantage. You know, capitalize on the, you know, King of Kings is about taking land, right?
0: Yep. hundred percent, man. All right, brother. Well, thank you so much, man. Thank you guys for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and found some value in it. If you guys like today's episode, please don't forget to subscribe and give us a review so other amazing entrepreneurs can discover the industry and get value just like yourself. We are always looking for anyone working and providing value in the cannabis space. So if you feel you have a brand and a story to tell on the Cannab Playbook, reach out to us at incubator. That's I-N-C-U-B-A-T-O-R at cannabplaybook.com and someone from our team will reach out. Once again, we appreciate you all and keep living, keep growing, and keep taking action.